Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What say you, Richard Pellett Murdoch? Are you guilty or not guilty of the felonies wherein you stand and die? Not guilty. How shall you be tried? By God and my country. The exact time when Paul and Maggie Murdoch were murdered. At the end of the investigation, it was obvious. I'm not here to work with them, okay? And the whole point is to have this not fall in the wrong hands. This case is unique, it's unprecedented in South Carolina history. Did you kill Maggie? No. Did I kill my wife? Yes, sir. No, David. Do you know who did? No, I do not know who did. Did you kill Paul? No, I did not kill Paul. Do you know who did? No, sir, I do not know who did. Do you think I killed Maggie? I have to go where the evidence and the facts take me. I understand that. Wow. So that was Alec Murdoch in his third interview in August of 2021, speaking to lead sled agent David Owen, who took the stand today and to talk about all of this and much more that happened today in the Murdoch family murder trial. I'm here with our exclusive legal analyst, Charlie Condon, South Carolina's former attorney general. Thank you for being here. Executive producer Drew Tripp. We also have um, behind the scenes doing all the production work, Max Harrison. He's our chief photographer at CIV. He's also answering questions or, you know, letting us know about questions as well, posing questions to us um, from you tonight, because we are certainly streaming live on several platforms and we'd love to hear from you. So please uh, speak up if you've got something that you want to add to and contribute to our conversation tonight. Uh, So you just heard this uh, it, it really is the first time we've heard that, right? We, we haven't mm-hmm. heard the defendant ask just forthright. We've heard him say and declare in his arraignment that he was not guilty by God and by country mm-hmm. of the charges. But have we actually heard an investigator before say that? So this, this uh, sled, sled video was, was pretty strong. It's compelling. There was a lot of information in there that uh, would not be good for the defendant and what do you think the three highlights might have been the the not going by the back to the dog kennels Mm -hmm. and then the uh, change of clothing and then the timeline did quite seem to add up i think that came up well also the the contradiction of how maggie wound up at moselle that night um where alex seemed to indicate that he didn't she just kind of came on her own and you know, we have it also that, in fact, Maggie was telling her family and friends that Alec wanted me to come, Good asked me to come. Good points. And yeah, and the other part, part about this was, of course, this is months after the murders. Right. So we're what we're 
Two months after the two martyrs. Two months, and yeah. so he had plenty. It wasn't like, I think he could give him a pass on the night of that he might have forgotten, might have been upset, possibly a couple of days later, although less likely. But now he's had plenty of time to talk about it, think about it, and here he is on camera saying things that the state can prove not to be true. Well, and another thing that I also noticed, and we can get into, you mm -hmm. know, some more of these inconsistencies mm -hmm. that were going on, not just, you know, they were not, there were inconsistencies that we found, not just in Alex's alibi that SLED was pointing out on the stand today, but it was also some inconsistencies with the SLED investigation from the defense's standpoint. So it yes. was the tale of two inconsistencies, right. yes. really. But um, when we were watching Alec in this video, I found it very interesting from a body language perspective. Did anybody else notice that he had his hand, like his arms crossed through most of the... I thought that was an interesting thing to just... It was. He was I, you know, I've always been told, like, if you keep your arms crossed, that it's kind of a defensive mode, mm -hmm. that you're on the defensive. But that's just kind of reading the body language. He was very serious today. Yeah. No, no, I mean in the video. Oh, yeah. I... I I wasn't paying as much attention to that, just trying to hang on to every uh, yeah, every single word. He did seem sort of maybe a little bit like he's trapped a little bit, maybe a feeling. Yeah. yeah. His body language, his vibe. And it was, you know, I mean, he was also there with uh, Corey his, Fleming. Yeah, yeah, his attorney yeah. friend who yeah. has already been brought up right. in some very serious yeah. allegations. Yeah. Allegations that honestly came out right very yeah. soon after that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was, wasn't he told he was there, he, he thought he was there to, to get information? Mm -hmm. Not to be cross-examined by David Owen. Yeah. So I think that was part of the I, I don't unease know. he had. Yeah, I think the Corey Fleming thing is just more for the insider who, who's been really, really following mm -hmm. this case, the observer. If you know your history and you know the mm -hmm. players, it's very, very telling to have Corey Fleming there mm -hmm. and him putting on the big show of all, it's a bunch of BS. And then not too long after that, he's under state indictment for his mm -hmm. involvement and at least portions of what was going on. Mm -hmm. Well, so let's talk about before we get to sort of what the defense came back swinging with today, which was really interesting to cross mm -hmm. on Jim Griffin today. But let's talk about what the state had with David Owen. Let's just talk about some of these inconsistencies that they confronted Alec with. What did you think was the most powerful out of those inconsistencies? I think it remains, it honestly remains the dog kennels I'm with and you on his, that. his absence there. And what we got more of today, more than anything, was a, a bunch of supplemental inconsistencies, as, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. too. But I, I think there's just nothing that trumps that, that trumps him being there and what we have at least six, I think seven people now who have reviewed that video and on on right. the stand testified, yeah, that's Alex's voice yeah. in the and background. Correct me wrong, he was asked about this. The timeline on this, he was the interview by Agent Owens was before the video surfaced mm -hmm. from Paul's phone, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. So he really, I mean, just really tied down on, I wasn't back there. This is the third time, right? That he this said, is uh, the 911 call, the first sled interview. I think in the second sled interview, mm -hmm. he. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm That's wrong, right. please, or anybody out there, please. But I think it was that one, too. So now we hear in the third sled interview again uh, what was going on. So here's the deal. The kennel video, as you just pointed out, very astutely, was not out yet. That was locked on Paul's phone for another 
golly, seven months. Mm -hmm. um, so they didn't actually know about this video. This was because Rogan Gibson spoke to investigators the next day, had a conversation and said, I know I heard Alex's voice. I'm 99% sure I heard Alex's voice behind Paul because Paul and him were going back and forth trying to look at this dog's tail. Um, and that's when Paul, unbeknownst until we unlocked his phone, had taken a video of it. But so it's just very interesting, I think, because when they ask him about it, this is the first time they say, well, Rogan says he heard your voice, that he's 99% sure he heard your voice. And you, it's just, it's, it's just really interesting. You should definitely look at the video because of, of the, of the interview, because he stops, he goes, nope, nope. Nope, not me. Right. Not was, me. He's locked in on that. You know, another not con me. another contradiction I caught in that it caught today in the questioning about him being at the kennels that I would hope the jury caught um, just from just from being shown that video now several several times of the dog kennel at least a dozen times it feels like David Owen asked Alec Murdoch if he knew about the dog and had talked to Paul about the dog, Rogan Gibson's dog, Cash, if he had talked to him at all about it. And he said, no, he, he heard that from Rogan himself about what was up with the dog. He hadn't talked to Paul about it. But if you watch the snap, or if you want the Snapchat video, but Paul's other second video was on video. his phone, mm -hmm. you can clearly hear Alec saying, how bad is it, Paul? And Paul kind of just under mutters, eh, it's not that bad. But wow. you wow. clear as day here out wow. talking to Paul about the that's, dog. That's a good point. So we go through this and we're like, wow, wow. We're listening to this very strong, like this is sort of the, supposed to be the wrap up of the prosecution's case with the lead sled agent on the stand, giving us everything that he's got after what he had. It was a very tough day yesterday. From what we understand, he had a had his mother pass. So mm -hmm. um, he was being very brave up there today, I think. But the, uh, so we get through all of that. And then Jim Griffin from Alec Murdoch's defense team comes out swinging. It's the only th way I can say is like he started just poking holes as, as fast and as furious as he could in what this sled, this is what they've been wanting to do for a while is to really go after the sled investigation. Mm -hmm. um, let's, okay. So one big thing, we've got a clip to play right now was this uh, t-shirt um, we were going back and forth about how he had changed clothes. This was what we've been hearing all along, right? That he changed clothes. This was what SLED was using. But we know, because we've been following the story forever, that there was actually a t-shirt that they had had uh, looked at in order to get it to the grand jury. Um, this t-shirt that you saw him in all of these videos of what he's wearing the night of the murders, that's what they've sent to go get tested. This is what Griffin starts poking holes in how SLED handled the testing of that t-shirt, not the changing of the clothes, that t-shirt. However, what SLED and this expert out in Oklahoma overlooked is Agent Zapata's confirmatory blood testing, about which she testified earlier in this trial, that out of 74 cuttings from Alex's t-shirt, zero tested positive for human blood. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
Oops. So when that happened, we also heard that he had gone to the Colleton County Grand Jury, and keep me right about this, please. Mm-hmm. He had gone there, and one of the many, many points that he made to that grand jury that day was that they found blood mm-hmm. on this T-shirt. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't the case, yet the Colleton County Grand Jury indicted him on these murder charges. So for the layman's perspective, when I heard that, I went, oh, no, what does he have to do, go back to the grand jury? Well, let me put this in perspective. And first, let me say, it was just really a privilege for, for me to be in court today. Uh, two rows behind uh, the defense table. I have this back, background in prosecution, having been a circuit sister in the Ninth Circuit, Charleston, Berkeley counties, then attorney general, then uh, uh, actively involved with criminal defense. To see the, the back and forth between the cross-examination by attorney Griffin and then the redirect by Prosecutor Metters. I had to, but I said to both of them after court, had access, had been having really good access really to, to, really to both teams. I just had to commend both of them because I think it was at the highest level of, of trial work. It's on wow. your feet, it's fast and furious, stakes are, 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 are large. Both did a really good job. But to, on procedurally, let me break this down a little bit if I could. The federal court, the Testimonies recorded and transcribed. Statewide grand jury, same. At the county grand jury, you have 46 county grand juries in South Carolina, 46 counties. It's not. And what's said inside the grand jury is secret and not recorded. So typically you have no idea what goes on in there. Apparently in this case, the case agent made some sort of a document as to what he was going to present to the grand jury. Okay. I think they were referencing that, and I think the state then wisely decided, well, since the, this document is out there, you can't argue that it's secret, and you're not to talk about it, because we supplied that to the defense. And so they did have this key, it's a relatively key piece of evidence that didn't pan out. But I do think procedurally, we'll wait past that. There's, it's been true build. There's, it can't go back to the grand jury to undo this, but it, it was a good defense point. As he made, I think he had maybe, what do you think, four or five really good ones, Attorney Griffin? Oh, yeah. I think we're and what was the scored. other one that we were, that was such a wow? At the statewide grand jury, which was recorded, he talked about the... The, 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 the way they loaded those bullets, yes, which, too. Yeah. I'll, I'll make this point. To the point you made, Anne, about, and Charlie, about the the defense making four or five really good points. The clear takeaway from those points is the state has a sled problem and that it relates to their investigation and what they did and how they handled it. And I, I think Jim Griffin, Jim Griffin really masterfully and forcefully pointed out the shortcomings in sled's investigation today. Uh, and uh, beyond just the, beyond just those, the points about the sled blood spatter on the t-shirt, uh, and this was, I thought, just bizarre that the end of the explanation for that is how, how Jim Griffin pointed it out. How You have your own forensic analyst who's analyzed these shirts and found no blood on them. How do you come behind her and spray spray this thing down and ruin the whole shirt with this LCV spray and then send it off to another forensic expert out of state to get him to test it? And you already had testing in-house saying there was no blood on it. And his explanation was, well, I didn't get the email. 
<laughs> really? Mm-hmm. But beyond that, there was another there was another good point that I, I thought Griffin made that in the interview we saw with Alec and Corey Fleming and Jeff Croft from SLED and Dave Owen from SLED, Owen said something to Alec about, well, we know that all the other shotguns on your property were loaded just like that one that whatever one was used to kill Paul, you know, buckshot, birdshot. That actually wasn't true. And Dick Hart and, and Jim Griffin pointed that out. And he had Dave Owen say on the stand, yeah, well, I'm allowed to use trickery to elicit a response. In other words, meaning he lied in his in his Trying to catch him out on something. Yeah, trying to catch Alec on something and see if he could respond to it. And and unfortunately, that went to the grand jury, too. Yeah, uh, so... And that's the, that's that the was the problem. It's, it's, your Supreme Court says the police can lie to you to, to, in their interrogation. Right. But sworn testimony, statewide grand jury, not allowed. Yeah. Right. And, and I thought... And that, I don't think it was purposeful the way agree. he I said it. I think it was more the way it went through. That's what, right. I think that's right. And I... But the segue out of this, I thought John Metters did a very effective job. Charlie, you've already alluded to this in redirect. He did a very effective job of bringing that jury back on focus. Prosecution. Yeah, or, yeah for the prosecution. Right. He, he, br- he brought the jury's attention back to where the prosecution wanted is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. And one of the things he pointed out, and, and you've already alluded to this, the blood spatter, the not being so much truthful uh, with Alec in that initial interview, those were two points. But then he, he, he actually pulled out the actual wording of what, of what David Owen said to the grand jury, and it was a bit more vague than how he had phrased it mm-hmm. directly to Alec Murdoch in that, in that meeting. And he brought out a bunch of other points about where, you know, these aren't the only issues at, at, at play here. The, the blood spatter on the white shirt and the right. gotcha moment with the guns. There's a bunch of other evidence that was presented to the grand jury that was used to secure those indictments, not just those two things, but segueing out, Jim Griffin was very effective in hammering on the points that he did seize upon. Well, I want to say we've got another major courtroom cliffhanger. You guys today, who would have thunk it? I mean, the reason this is so important, and when I'm um, I think, do we want to play the clip first so people can hear what we're so. dealing with? I think so. Okay, so let's play the clip. This literally happens. I bet you there wasn't 15 seconds left in court today when this came out. <laughs> in order to not mislead the jury and to, under the doctrine of completeness and fairness, the court reverses its decision and will allow examination of witnesses regarding that relationship. Well, that was a little mysterious, sorry. Um, But what that relationship he's talking about is the relationship, right, between um, the defendant. Yeah, I can, yeah. um, The co-conspirator, the alleged co-conspirator, Curtis Edward Smith, the roadside shooting, the assisted botched suicide attempt, everything that sort of unraveled this story September 4th of Labor Day that we heard that Alec had been shot on the side of the road and now we know 
all of these other things. But we thought this was going to stay out of court. Yeah, we me, thought this yeah, was... Yeah, let me put this in legal context if I could. I, and I, by the way, I do want to start a Judge Newman fan club. I know. People will join I, I heard this. we might have to get t-shirts uh, at I, some I, point, Hashtag right? this. Uh, I may do this tomorrow because I, I, I just have been so impressed with how he's handled this very uh, challenging trial that's going on. Anyhow, the state, I mean, the defense made a motion to keep out the evidence relative to the roadside shooting by Eddie Smith, the alleged, I mean, the botched suicide attempt. Right. Big back and forth Allegedly. between yeah, the actual <laughs> one. I, I should, well, funny where you are on that, right? Because it's like, first it was one, then it wasn't one. I think we're now. And then why did he, why did he request the um, insurance cards from Blanca? Good point. Oh gosh, that I was know. something. And now, was, okay. Sorry, let me finish this because it's it's, it's just a little Easter egg point, there a fine from point. Go ahead. So you had Creighton Waters arguing for its admissibility. You had the defense arguing against it. Uh, Attorney Harputlian arguments this morning, and Judge Newman ruled in favor of the defense, which I thought, given the reasoning, I won't maybe bore you with that. But basically, he said under our evidentiary rules, he thought it was a bridge too far. He excluded it. Defense wins. Good moment for the defense. You let the day go by, and towards the end of the cross-examination of Agent Owens, right towards the end, Attorney Griffin starts laying into Agent Owens about Eddie Smith being, obviously he was planting the seed of, of Eddie Smith being not only involved with the drug trade with Alex, but somebody who could have killed his son and wife. Whoa. Judge Newman said he was surprised by the cross-examination, and then he made a clear ruling at the close of court, which you just heard, is that based upon the cross-examination, the door has been opened wide for the state of South Carolina on Eddie Smith, and in the interest of completeness and fairness, they can choose whatever evidence they want to put in about Eddie Smith. So that's where we are, and they started to do that through the redirect of Agent Owen. It, it, they got some in. Mm -hmm. But I think they're going to be thinking tonight how to present that tomorrow, whether to actually produce Eddie Smith as a witness or to try and get this information in through other witnesses. But a major development, again. Well, a major development. And, and they may do it through investigators. They mm -hmm. may be able to speak about the Eddie Smith case um, because they did say that at the very beginning when, when the prosecution was arguing this morning that they wanted to talk about roadside shooting. They said, we can do this in an hour. We can get this done in an hour. So we thought this meant that basically just do with the investigators. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if that's how the defense is going to play this. If they've got Eddie's, they may want to put Eddie Smith on the stand and yes. talk about all the dirty laundry. What do you think, Drew? I've got several thoughts on this. <laughs> and I just, I'll start with an opinion. This was, today was one of the most confounding, dumbfounding Mm -hmm. what is going on days mm -hmm. of this trial, just from the, how we started to how we ended. And like, we just went in a big circle. Um, my assessment of it, you take, you take Jim Griffin and what happened up there today. And, and in context of what happened this morning where they fought not to allow it. And then Jim Griffin gets up there and brings it right back in and to allude to a, a brief discussion, Charlie, we had right before we came on the air, is it strategy or was it a blunder? Did, and you, you, it's got me rethinking what we saw from Dick Harputlian the other day on the stand where he says, oh, I just can't wait. I hope they call Eddie Smith and get him on the stand. 
I'm reanalyzing re that as maybe a bluff a little bit by a, a bluff a little bit by Dick Carpoolian or but that's what you've got a reason if you're Creighton Waters is he bluffing does he really hope we get <laughs> they do we get him on the stand or does he or or is it something different and beyond that but I think the the big takeaway from it is you've got to be able to say at the end of the day if you're if you're Jim Griffin and Dick Harputlian and their team, you've got to be able to say that you gave Alec Murdoch a credible and competent defense, right? Mm -hmm. And if they go in with no other alternatives to what happened uh, in a, when there's a mountain of circumstantial evidence against Alec Murdoch at this point, because there really is, uh, you know, we can criticize SLED and the state all we want about how they could have done the investigation better. They should have gone to Almeida, the, the parents' house that night. Bottom line is there's still so much contradictory evidence and mm -hmm. circumstantial evidence that Alec Murdoch has a real problem. But the state, if the defense can offer no alternative, and I think with Curtis mm -hmm. Edward Smith, now they have their alternative and they've laid the groundwork, mentioning Alex's Alec, really driving home Alex's drug problem mm -hmm. and the money he supposedly owed to drug dealers through Eddie Smith. And they've brought in, they planted the seed for what if this was a drug debt and some and some, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot hey, to mute, mute my phone. Yeah, what if this was, which has been a, a distinct possibility in everybody's mind, I think, who's been following this trial since the moment we heard about the Cowboys in November, December 2021. That was when the first inklings that they might have been involved came out there because I know. 50 grand in uh, fifty grand in debt on drugs for well, personal consumption. 50 grand a week or something? 50 grand a week. That yeah. doesn't make, it still doesn't make sense to me for personal drug use. No. To quote uh, the guy from NBC, that's a lot of oxy, Dick. <laughs> well, that is where we leave you tonight. Uh, you are, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of discussion on this roadside shooting first mm -hmm. thing tomorrow morning. Uh, Jerry is back in at 9.30, mm -hmm. and we will find out uh, tomorrow, we think, again, whether or not Eddie Smith is going to be brought in from Lexington to testify. So until then, thank you so much for joining us, and um, we will see you back here tomorrow. Thanks. And I'll take questions next time. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. 
As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.